Hello, and welcome to the Rome Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. In today's episode, I'll preview the week one matchup versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Regular season here, real football is back. It's an exciting time in the NFL, exciting for football fans all around the country. The commanders will go to get off to a fast start this season with the win this weekend. If this team plays its potential, I think they should be 1-0 come Sunday night. Lots of preview, so here we go. I'm looking at both these teams. The commanders have the better roster. Um, the Jaguars made a lot of changes this offseason, a lot of free agent signings, um, a big draft incoming class. So um, overall, though, I like the commanders roster better. Um, I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think, is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. I think him and Carson are more on a similar level right now. I think Carson is better than Lawrence at this point in their careers. But again, I think Trevor Lawrence has loads and loads of potential. There's no doubt about that. He's the first pick in the draft. He's going to get there one day, especially now with a competent head coach and Doug Peterson. I'm looking forward to the debuts with Carson Wentz and Jahan Dotson. And this commander's team is obviously relying on Carson Wentz to help him take that next level. Uh, he's someone that this organization really believes in by all accounts, and they need him to step up. I mean, if he can play above average football, this team could win 10 10-ish games, in my opinion. So that starts on Sunday. Let's see what he does against Jag- Jaguars. Maybe he can exercise some demons. Obviously, he had a horrible um, finale against him last year. We really cost the Colts the playoffs. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can have a much better bounce-back performance because Jacksonville here in Week 1 in the 2022 season. Uh, Jahan Dawson, I'm really high on. I've said it in this podcast before. Um, I think he could be a borderline wide receiver one in this league, and that'd be great. They already have one wide receiver one in Terry McLaurin. So Jahan Dawson can play up to that level. This offense will be, you know, extremely dynamic, especially with Curtis Samuel uh, to play in the slot and outside as well. And then, you know, Logan Thomas to tight end and um, Cole Turner or John Bates, whoever's going to rotate it to tight end. And obviously um, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and, you know, eventually the eventual return of Brian Robinson Jr. So I'm excited to see all those guys. I'm excited to see Dotson, you know, get some run. You know, I expect him to have 800 to 1,000 yards this season in his rookie, rookie season. As long as he stays healthy, I think it's very, very doable for him. Going back to the Jaguars, making a lot of moves this offseason. Obviously, Doug Peterson's the new head coach. It was obviously an absolute dumpster fire when Meyer was there last year and didn't even last a full year, as he shouldn't have. He was a horrible, horrible hire from the beginning. Um, so Doug Peterson, of course, is a Super Bowl winning coach, and he's someone that can, you know, bring stability to Jacksonville. Trayvon Walker was the first overall pick from the Georgia Bulldogs, and he obviously is an edge rusher. A lot of people expect him to go to Ada Hutchinson, myself included. Walker has a lot of um, potential. He can play a little bit everywhere, inside, outside. That's what he did to Georgia, but he's going to be more of a 3-4 linebacker, Jacksonville's new 3-4 defense. They also signed Forlan Fatukasi. Sorry, it's a tough name to say. He <laughs> came over from the Jets. He's a good interior lineman. Uh, Foyce Aluakon from the Falcons. He had a really good year. Uh, led the league in tackles last year in the NFL for, for Atlanta, and now he's an inside linebacker in a 3-4 defense for the Jaguars. They drafted Devin Lloyd, who they traded back in the first round to get him out of Utah. Um, he's a guy that's a very athletic linebacker. Um, he's going to pair with Aluakon to be hopefully a really good 3-4 linebacker combination for them on the inside. They signed Darius Williams from the Rams. He plays slot in the outside. Jaguars gave him a nice contract to come over um, from L.A. On offense, obviously, they signed Christian Kirk. That's the contract that blew up the wide receiver market. Kirk's a good number two receiver in this league, but he got paid like a one, at least what a one was before the bloated wide receiver market because of Kirk getting $18 million a year. And eventually, I think he can get up $24 million a year. Um, but Kirk, again, is a you know solid number two, but they're paying him like a number one. Uh, Zay Jones, another guy they brought over in free agency from the Vegas Raiders. And Evan Ingram, they signed on a one-year coming over from the Giants. And obviously, they signed former Washington football player Brandon Sheriff. And obviously, Sheriff's a very good Pro Bowl player in this league, very good guard, made an all-pro team. But Washington let him go because they can, you know, come to an agreement on contract numbers. And Sheriff's someone that always, you know, continuously got hurt. So I understand why they let him go. But Sheriff, obviously, not taken away. He's a very, very good player, went healthy. And, you know, he's going to help that Jaguars offensive line and help Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and James Robinson, whoever's running the ball. 
they have a new 3-4 defense, a new system. So hopefully it's going to maybe favor into the commander's favor just because they're still working out the kinks of them depleting, you know, new uh, schemes and uh, plays. And, you know, so hopefully maybe the commanders can, you know, dive into that and make some plays um, early in the game. Um, they have Tyson Campbell and Shaq Griffin in corner, uh, along with Darius Williams, who I mentioned earlier. Tyson Campbell's a guy who apparently had a really good camp for um, uh, the Jaguars. He was a second-round pick last year out of Georgia. You know, he's a guy that's a talented player. Eventually, he'll be a starting corner. Um, I think he's more of a slot guy right now with um, Campbell, excuse me, with Darius Williams on the outside. But either way, they have, you know, solid three corners there. Shaq Griffin is a, you know, free to signing from a few years ago from Seattle, another guy that was a big money deal for them. Um, they have Andre, Sis- Andre Sisco coming in from safety, a second year coming out of Syracuse. I think he was a fifth-round pick. Definitely a true free safety type, someone that they're high on in Jacksonville and someone that you know, I think is a good starting safety um, once he reaches potential um, for Jacksonville. Rayshon Jenkins is their strong safety. He has another free signing from a couple years ago, coming over from the Jaguars. He's much better than the box and in coverage. Defensive lineman Roy Robertson Harrison coming from Harris coming over from the Bears. Um, he's another guy that's going to play on the 3-4 defensive line for them. Davon Hamilton and, like I said, Futakasi is also on that 3-4 D line. Um, they have Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker off the edge. Josh Allen's a guy that had a really good year two years ago. Now he's going to build up that um, equity again to get another, you know, his first big contract coming off his rookie deal. And he has a lot of talent. He was a top 10 pick for the reason for the Jaguars. Um, and I expect him to probably have a double digit sack season this year for Jacksonville, especially with a guy like Trayvon Walker and even Caleb on Chase Allen, who's had a disappointing start to his career, but he still has some talent. He could take some pressure off of Josh Allen on the other side. I think Carson Wentz could look to stretch the field. Um, I think Terry, Curtis, Jahan Dawson can all beat Shaq, Griffin, Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, any combination. I'm I confident in these uh, set of three receivers with the commanders. I really like them. They all can win in uh, man-to-man matchups. They're smart enough to, you know, find the zones um, when Jacksonville does go into zone. And obviously, like I said, I just think those guys one-on-one can't cover them. Um, Shaq Griffin, Campbell, Williams, all are faster DBs, but Terry, Curtis, and Dotson are all very fast receivers. Um, and Terry is obviously an elite route runner. And Jahan Dotson's, I think, going to get there one day. And Curtis Samuel is the same way. And he's going to be a chess piece where they play him outside slot and in the backfield. Obviously, some uncertainty with Logan Thomas. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, obviously, still coming back from that ACL injury. If he doesn't play, then you know John Bates is going to start more than likely with Cole Turner and um, Armani Riders coming as a third tight end. So um, John Bates obviously had a very nice rookie year, former the former fourth round pick. Um, very good blocking tight end. Still also work a little bit on his um, pass catching ability. He has very good hands. I'm definitely not saying that. Just you know, maybe he's not the most wiggly guy after the catch. But that's just not who he is. But he'll he'll, he'll make some plays either way, and definitely a sure handed tight end. Um, obviously, you got Antonio Gibson back as RB1, toting the rock versus that 3-4 front. Obviously, um, usually 3-4 front is a little easier to run against. But they do have, I, I do like Jacksonville's set of um, interior defense alignment. Obviously, they're all pretty much new players, so there's going to be any work on some familiarity there in this new defensive system. But you know, Gibson's a guy that I still really like. I know he had a very you know, tough fumble against the Panthers in week one preseason. Obviously, he had a lot of fumbles last year. But, you know, he's still semi-new to the position. Definitely needs to read holes better, you know, trust his instincts, get one cut, get upfield. Um, but he definitely still has a lot of talent. I love his speed. I like that he works on his body this offseason. He lost some weight, lost some, um, you know, he got his body fat percentage down. So I don't think fans just be down that, you know, Gibson's a starter again. Obviously, a very, you know, unfortunate situation with Brian Robinson Jr. But Gibson's still a guy that had 1,000 yards last year, and he could do it again this year if he gets the opportunity. Um, so Gibson is a guy I think can still make plays for this offense, and, you know, shouldn't no one should be upset that he's back to being a starting running back. At guard, I think Trey Turner is still listed as starting guard, which is interesting considering he hasn't practiced all pre-training camp offseason. 
Bless Schweitzer, I think, is practicing there as well. Interesting to see who starts week one. Uh, I think Schweitzer probably gets the call just because he's been healthy, but Trey Turner's a guy that Ron had in Carolina, and I'm sure he's familiar with Scott Turner's system. Um, Turner's a guy that's a former Pro Bowler in this league, but that was a few years ago. He's 30 years old now. Um, had a decent year with Pittsburgh last year, so um, either one can start in game one. I think they're comparable players at this point in their careers. I don't think it's going to make or break this game, depending on who starts this game. Um, but either way, the offensive line, I think, will you know hold up for the most part going against a Jacksonville um, 3-4 front. Moving over the Jacksonville offense, obviously, second year for Trevor Lawrence. I expect them to have a much, much better second year. A lot of interceptions last year, a lot of turmoil off the field that really affected Trevor Lawrence's play. He has more weapons this year. Now they brought in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and going along with Marvin Jones, um, the freedom signing from 2020. Um, so, you know, I think Jacksonville is setting up Trevor to have a little more success this year. Um, I don't see, see him making, like, the huge jump like a Joe Burrow jump that did last year in his second year for the Bengals. But, you know, Burrow also had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon in the backfield, and Trevor doesn't have that, that um, wealth of talent around him just yet. I'm interested to see Travis Etienne's debut. We'll see he's a starting running back. James Robinson, Robinson still recovering from injury. I don't know if he's going to play week one. Etienne's a guy that you know had a very, very good career at Clemson, say, in all four years. I think he led the conference, all-time leading rusher in ECU's history, which obviously is nothing to sneeze at. Um, he's a guy that's good out of the backfield with his hands, and he's you know a good one-cut runner, too good up the field, um, and someone that obviously has familiarity with Trevor Lawrence going back to their Clemson days. So um, I think the Washington defense has to keep an eye on him. I think he's going to play all three downs, especially if James Robinson is not out there um, come Sunday. Like I said, the new weapon, the Christian Kirk, um, I think it's going to be someone that Trevor's going to look to early and often. Um, from what I've all accounts, I've heard he's had a you know, good rapport with him going into camp and into the preseason. So that's someone definitely Kendall or William Jackson going to have to take out, take out and make him go to guys like Marvin Jones um, and Zay Jones um, throughout the uh, rest of the offense. And their, their, their offense line is you know, solid. Jawan Taylor at right tackle, Cam Robinson at left tackle, Sheriff at right guard, Ben Barcher left guard, and Sue, uh, center Luke Fortner. Um, I think the Washington defense line can take them and make some good plays. James Smith Williams obviously is starting for Chase Young, but you know Montez Sweat I think can you know he's going to get to the quarterback no matter if it's Juwan Taylor or Cam Robinson um, line up against him. Montez is a better superior player. Um, Deron Payne and John Allen can make plays. Um, they went against Brandon Sheriff for practice the last five years. I'm sure they know his move, but Sheriff knows their move too. So that might be a more of a stalemate. But John Allen's one of the best defensive linemen in the league, and I think Payne's you know going to have a really good contract year as well. So I expect them to make plays. Um, you know, on Sunday and, you know, disrupt Trevor Lawrence's timing and disrupt Travis Etienne's running lanes. Obviously, you got Jamie Davis and Cole Holcomb um, playing linebacker. I mean, I don't see them really playing three linebackers very much. I think they played 40 to 50 snaps to three linebackers. That's all last year for all 17 games. So, I mean, obviously, Davis and Holcomb were the main ones out there. David Mayo is still on this team again. They brought back John, ba- John Bostic. Uh, Milo Effler is on the team as well. But, you know, Davis and Holcomb are going to be the main guys at linebacker. Hopefully, they make some plays. Cole Holcomb is now the Mike linebacker. And, you know, Jamin Davis is a guy I've always talked about having loads of potential, um, but just hasn't hit it yet. And obviously, he's only had a rookie year to deal with, but going into year two, this organization, this team, this defense, you need to see more out of him to trust what they're seeing and hopefully build, you know, with him going forward. Because when your first round pick is not a hit, obviously, that's, that's going to set back your franchise. And, you know, maybe linebacker is not the most important pick in the NFL, at least it's the way it's trending. This team, this team hasn't really, um, you know, they could have gone out and signed a linebacker like a Luacon this year. Um, but they didn't, so they give Cole Holcomb that spot. But either way, if Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis can, you know, hit their, you know, stride and at least be adequate and hopefully better, um, that's really going to help this defensive front. And you know, guys like Payne and Allen eating up blocks. You know, Davis and Holcomb should eat. Fit in theory, having less guys coming to them at the second level, leaving them free to make plays and running plays. Um, 
Obviously, the secondary got Kenneth Fuller and William Jackson the third. Um, I think they can you know, do well and co- hold their own against Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. A lot of it's going to come down to communication in the secondary. We know how horrible the communication was in the secondary for the first six or seven weeks last year. That can't happen again. If it does happen, I think Jack Dorio's job should be in jeopardy because there's just no adjustments were made. Because last year, you know, we saw it all happen, happen before our eyes in real time. And it took, you know, like I said, a month and a half of the season to go by before anything would really change. So they, they cannot start off that way this year because that's going to set back this team. Um, I think the offense is going to be good this year. I do. I don't, I'm not saying top 10 or top five, but maybe top 12, top 15 in the defense. If they can be the same way, you know, top 12, top 15, they can be, you know, a division contending team this year in the NFC East. Um, I don't see the defense being the top five team. A lot of people wanted them to be last year, myself included. Um, especially with Chase Young out for at least the first four games. And that bogus report, it seems like that they said that he reaggravated injury, but no one's really confirmed that. Um, so I think that's, you know, he still should be ready to go week five. Um, and really the secondary is the thing that scares me just because I don't know how much depth they really have. Uh, I like Kendall Fuller a lot. He had a really good training camp. Like William Jackson third going into his second year with his team, having more com- comfortability with the surroundings and system. But if one of those two guys go down, I mean, you're relying on, you know, Benjamin St. Juice to step up. Who's going to play in the slot already? Um, and then a seventh rounder and Christian Holmes and two waiver claims from last year. So, I mean, excuse me, last week uh, after cut down day. So, obviously, you got to really hope that William Jackson starting kind of full can stay healthy this year because if not, it's going to be a problem for this team. Um, but for, as far as Sunday's matchup, you know, I, I have faith in them and holding their own against Jacksonville's wide receivers. They don't really have an elite guy over there. A couple of number twos and Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones and Zay Jones is more wide receiver three. I mean, and tight end Evan Ingram is a guy that's very athletic and had a lot of potential as a first round pick for the Giants, you know, four or five years ago, but has never been able to hit it and has very consistent and consistent hands. So I'm hoping they can keep track of him. Hopefully Davidson Holcomb can do a good job against him or if Cam Curl's playing against him or Bob McCain. Cam Curl's a guy to talk about on this podcast, having a really good second year, excuse me, third year, a breakout year, year where, you know, national NFL analysts talk about him more. Concerning that he has a thumb injury going on right now, um, I'm recording this before the Wednesday practice injury report comes out, so I don't know if he's going to play Sunday or what his status is or if he practiced today. Um, by all accounts, he doesn't seem to make it a big deal. You know, Maybe he will play week one. Hopefully he does, because if not, it's going to be a huge loss. You're going to have Derek Forrest come in and play strong safety, um, who I do think is going to be a good, maybe at least Buffalo Nickel had a good career at Cincinnati, definitely more comfortable with strong safety than free safety. Um, but you want Cam Curl back there. He's your best player in the secondary, at least the safety position. So, And again, he's only going to be more of a leader this year with Landon Collins out and someone has versatility they can play the buffalo nickel he can play the slot he can play strong safety he can play free safety he can play corner a little bit he can play off the edge as well so he's a, he's a really good chess piece for this team to have it's someone i'm very very high and i think cam curl is someone that um, this defense will be built around for years to come hopefully having said all that i have to watch the commanders winning 24 17 on sunday and starting the season one to know i just think this talent is better than jacksville jaguars um it's at home not that that really has made a difference for this team the last five or 10 15 years but um, hopefully, you know, it's a good start, you know, to the commander's history, franchise, whatever you want to say. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think this team can start off 1-0. They have a matchup against Detroit the following week. Maybe they hope they can take care of business then and, you know, get onto a nice 2-0 start. But, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's take care, hopefully they can take care of Jacksonville on Sunday and get this season started on the right foot. Well, that includes this room league episode. Hopefully this team comes out strong and starts the season with a win at FedEx. I'll be back next week looking back at the Jaguars game and previewing the second matchup of the year versus the Detroit Lions. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at NormanLeagueUnderscorePod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.